The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jonathan Healy in for Pat. The number of new cases seeking the court's intervention in the care of a child has increased by 46% since 2019, according to new figures. We were only talking about this yesterday in our Ask the Expert slot and how busy and how crowded uh, family law courts and courts relating to children have become in recent times. Judge-made care-related orders in respect of 15,000 incoming cases were made last year. That's up 5,000 nearly from four years prior. Um, It follows the Ombudsman for Children criticising the state for what he described as a profound violation of children's rights in areas of mental health and disability care. Uh, We're going to talk to Shane Duffy, who is a child protection expert and an author in just a minute. But first of all, um, the Head of Policy and Public Affairs at the ISPCC, Fiona Jennings. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, Jonathan. Um, Are are you worried that so many of these cases are going to court or is it evidence perhaps of a system that is at least working that children who need protection are are, are seeing that protection being metered out? Yeah, I suppose, first of all, you know, we're always going to need a child, uh, you know, a childcare system as such. And it's very important that we have one that's functional, that meets the needs of the recipients um, who need the care. I suppose it is concerning in terms of the level of that, I suppose that significant increase in terms of those seeking those care orders, um, you know, we could put that down to a couple of things. You know, perhaps it is the COVID, um, the COVID um, impact as well. In that cases, there's there's a backlog of cases. We know that the family court system is um, is struggling at the moment to cope with the number of requests that it's getting. Um, in terms of the setup of the family court as well, that it's difficult for all the practitioners involved in it, from the judiciary to, to children and families availing of it in terms of, you know, getting dates for cases to be heard. So all those things have an impact on the system as well. But I suppose also in terms of the types of care orders as well that are being sought. So there's so many different types of care orders from voluntary care where you know, parents agree to have their child or young person put into the care system for a certain period of time. Sometimes that might be with a family member um, or somebody that they know, but other types of care orders as well, you know, specialist care orders, residential care orders. I suppose the concerning part there is that we don't necessarily have the places, um, suitable places in place for the children who need those types of special care places. And I suppose we've seen as well reports in the last while as well in terms of how children who are in those care places are being exploited as well. So compounding the vulnerabilities that they already experience. Mm. Sorry, can I ask, how mm. how are they being exploited? Sure. So um, UCD's um, Sexual Exploitation Research um, Project, they published a study, a scoping study um, there about maybe six weeks ago now where they looked at these vulnerable children who are in these specialist types of care. So where we don't have enough care placements, these children are housed in hotels or guest houses and they're being targeted there and exploited. So often, I suppose, the children that are availing of such care orders. And as I said, we will always need this type of care, but it must be suitable. Often they have unmet emotional needs. They might have attachment issues. They probably had some type of trauma within their childhood. So they are at heightened risk levels. So what that report showed was that these children are being targeted by older men often 
um, and being groomed and being sexually exploited. And I suppose the concerning thing there was that some of the professionals struggled to identify what was happening as grooming and abusive behaviour. The young people themselves, the way they described it was that they were in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. So they too struggled to identify okay, so what they, was they happening. Didn't, they didn't behavior. even know or they, mm. or they couldn't identify no. themselves. Fiona, if you end up in a court, that is the end of the road. That is the last chance saloon um, to resolve whatever issue has been there. None of these children walked into the court uh, on day one and said, this is my first place where I'm asking for help or this is the first place where help has been sought for me. So therefore, I'm presuming that there is a lot behind them uh, and many opportunities that have been missed that have resulted in their appearance or their their case being brought before a court and and opportunities that should have been taken that weren't. Oh, sure. And I mean, often, you know, state services like Tusa, the Child and Family Agency or the HSE, they can often be, you know, they're, they're often, you know, criticised for not meeting the needs of children and young people. But what it's, re- you know, what's important to remember is that there are many, many steps along the way um, of points of intervention where children and young people can be supported to prevent them availing of state services and ending up in the courts. Um, and I suppose that kind of speaks to the point of the Ombudsman for Children's recent letter that was published yesterday in the Irish Times under FOI in terms of, you know, he states how the profound violation of children's rights has been happening in these particular areas. Um, and that really over the last two decades that we haven't really worked together and um, I suppose invested in prevention and early intervention. And the ISPCC mm. has been a long time advocate of that. So it's inversing at, or investing, if you like, at the universal level. So supporting all children in terms of having better mental health, um, having targeted measures where poverty is an issue. And also as well, often that third point of that triangle is in terms of addiction. So we often know as well that parental addiction can have an impact on children and young people as well. Shane Dunphy, uh, child protection expert and author. Um, Do you agree with the Ombudsman when he says there has been a profound violation of children's rights? And how is that after happening in a country that is currently awash with money um, and supposedly one of the best countries in the world to live in? Um, good morning. Yeah, I absolutely do agree with him. Um, the, the problem is that we this is not new. Not, none of these issues are new. I mean, when I, when I started um, kind of writing and publishing and, and, and getting involved with the media back about 2006, 2007, I was highlighting exactly these same issues. The incredible deficit in capacity in child and adolescent mental health services, the fact that children with special needs were being basically left out in the cold and just didn't have a voice. Um, The reason I believe uh, that we're seeing this is because it just isn't a political hot potato. Um, I've spoken to a number of politicians over the years um, about trying to get behind these issues as a, a, a campaign platform around in terms of general elections and things like that. And politicians will tell you that um, issues like this don't get you votes. Um, All people are interested in at the end of the day is what's going to be in their wage packet at the end of the week. Um, Also, I have found, um, and this is something that I've talked about a lot as well, um, as a society, we kind of almost have like attention deficit disorder 
around child protection issues. Something awful happens. A child dies in care or some other scandal comes out and everybody's up in arms over it um, for a very short while. It gets covered by the media over a couple of different news cycles and then it just disappears and everyone forgets about it. And then in two or three months' time, another scandal pops up and everybody's up in arms and then that dies down and it's forgotten about. Um, I absolutely believe that child protection and the rights of children are one of the most important issues that there are because, you know, as the song goes, children are the future. These children are, are, are an, an essential investment for the Ireland of tomorrow. Um, as a result of that and because of that, I think the children and child protection should be an apolitical issue. This is something that, that all parties should be working together to resolve. I mean, and the answers to these things are are, are as, as simple as they are vast. Um, we need to see more beds in residential care. We need to see more support and more employment in areas of social work mm. and psychologists. I mean, but, 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 we have but, classrooms but, full. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, Shane, if you stood in front of somebody today to say, should we protect the children? Uh, the obvious answer would be a yes, of course we should. Uh, are you willing to do anything about it? Well, it's someone else's responsibility. So exactly. whose responsibility is it? Well, I mean, the laws are very simple. Um, you know, the responsibility for the protection of children, first of all, comes back on the state. Um, that is the number the number one. That, that the, the Child Care Act states that, that it, it is the, the government's responsibility. However, it is also a responsibility of each and every one of us. The Children First guideline states that every single citizen has a responsibility to be aware of the protection needs of children, uh, which means all of us should be clamouring to get this dealt with. It should be the most important thing at the front of everybody's minds um, when speaking to, to TDs or when, when asking for you know, what we want to see done. Um, you know, in terms of budgets and things like that, there needs to be a massive investment in this. Social workers, you know, child protection workers who are on the front line are massively underappreciated, um, hugely under-supported. They're dealing with an incredibly high-stress job. I mean, the, the number of the the turnover of staff working with children in the care services is colossal. I very, very recently dealt with a child who was 10 years old and had had more than 20 different um, support workers during that time. Absolutely no continuity of care. As a result of which, this child, who already had attachment issues coming into care, those attachment issues had been exacerbated and the child was actually further traumatised by their experiences in the care system. I mean, this is, is not good enough. But the fact is people don't stay in this line of work on the front line because as I've said it is just too stressful and because they okay. don't feel appreciated or supported. Um, Fiona Jennings you guys are at the front line in the ISPCC uh, dealing with young people who contact you by telephone or more increasingly through smart speakers and smart messaging and, 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 and instant messaging and so on. What are they telling you? And are you seeing this coming through that there is a group of young people in this country who have fallen completely through the cracks. I, yeah, I suppose for us, the, the, the top um, the top profile, if you want, of engagements is around mental health. And, uh, and under that then would be around anxiety. And children are experiencing anxiety at heightened levels like that we haven't seen before. And I suppose that... That resilience or that ability to cope or to bounce back, if you like, it just doesn't seem to be there that 
everything seems to kind of compound their anxiety. So whether that be going to school, what they're hearing in the media, um, that it, it is all causing them anxiety and they're just not able to cope with it. And I suppose trying mm. to imagine what a future might be like. Um, and, but in terms then as well of, to, to Shane's point there around children, having, you know, not experiencing that continuity of care. I mean, we, we hear that often as well and the impact that that can have children having to, you know, retell their story over and over again to another professional. You know, so that's damaging that trust relationship as well that children and young people have in those professionals who are there charged to to, okay. to, to care for them. And it's, it's suppose, tragic that they're, they're just losing their voice and that, and that's the reality. And the courts don't give them their voice back. They just probably uh, put them back into a system that had let them down already. We'll leave it there. Fiona Jennings uh, of the ISPCC, Shane Dunphy, child protection expert. It's interesting, Shane's description of attention deficit disorder um, on child protection issues. We suffer from it incredibly in this country because if you go back over all the things that the state and we collectively as a society ignored uh, high death rates amongst children living in the inner city in Dublin, what was going on in the Magdalene laundries and young girls being forced in there and the children uh, who were there that, as we know, were not cared for particularly well. Um, The abuse of young people at the hands of the clergy throughout the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the death of Anne Lovett and one name that just instantly springs to mind uh, because I would have worked uh, on this station at the time and the furore surrounding the death of Daniel McInespy, who was 17 years of age in the care of the station, who was murdered. And all the promises that were made at that time. And yet here we are talking about it now. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.